0: Well, hey everyone, it's Alisa in my closet. Yeah, it's a little different. I used to and like to do some Facebook lives sometimes, but recently I have just been reassessing my relationship with my phone. Let me start there. Let me start with the phone (laughs) and then social media as well. Now, I know this is kind of a funny thing to talk about. This series, I am titling it How to Get Back Our Lives from Our Phones. And here I am, probably communicating to you because you have a phone. Okay, so the irony is not lost on me. Here's what I'm saying our phones are not bad, Uh, but we've got to continually reassess and be vigilant. 1 Peter 1.13 says about, tells us to prepare our minds for action and be sober minded. And I know that is what we need for the days ahead. So I felt like uh, it was time to address this topic. Uh, did you know one of our most listened to and downloaded and popular episodes Um, I'll, I'll put a number in the show notes. I can't remember offhand. I probably should have done a little research on that, but that would require me to be on my phone. I didn't want to be on my phone. Um, was, um, a, a a conversation I had with Francie Winslow, her and I just as friends. This is probably about four years ago about deep work. There's a book by Carl Newport called deep work. She read it. She called me right away. She's like, I think you need to read it. I read it right away. I ate it up. And we were both feeling the beginning effects of what felt like noise and technology in our phones. So that was, that was a conversation that we had. And many of you listened to that and you said it, it changed you. And I would say it has changed me. That did change me, but I don't think it did a complete work in me. And life has changed in five years. Uh, the ministry has grown. There's been demands and, uh, not demands, but you know, blessings, let our blessings not be our burdens. And I have found that not by willingness, just out of habit turned into hang up and hurt because too much of anything is a hurtful thing. A good thing when a good thing becomes our god thing, it boomerangs and hurts us. It steals, kills and destroys. And um I probably didn't notice it too much because here's the thing. I'm a creative. I love to create things. I love people. I love connecting with people. I love creating things for the sake of people. I love sharing my message. I'm a communicator, right? So there's a lot of things I could masquerade how and why I use my phone for, but here's what I know to be true. Probably about the last two months or so, there's been a restlessness inside of me. Like I feel like a, a jitter almost. So something felt off and I, you know what I attributed it to? COVID. Totally COVID. <laughs> it's just all the pivots and all the things. But when I got honest, I I was starting to sense this relationship with being connected to my phone or needs, you know, it's crisis time. Um, So you just felt like you had to be near it. It was, it it was was just another layer. You know, here's the thing, guys, be kind to you. Don't judge yourself. It, It is a blessing when we become aware of there is more, on a particular thing that God wants to teach us. We often put our fingers in our ears and la, 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 la. You know, we we feel shame or something. That's just not the voice of God. We're blessed when he wants to unravel and show another layer. And so I was feeling something going on there. Um, Aware that I was reaching for my phone when I probably didn't really need to reach my phone. And I have this desire to grow in the knowledge of God and things that he's called me to know, to reveal. I have that inside of me, but I could tell things were getting wishy washy a bit. And then I watched a documentary, um, called social dilemma. So here we go. I know a lot of you probably have watched it. I'm not here to say that is the be all end all gospel about, uh, um, social networking and and all these, um, um, apps for connecting us with one another. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I'm sure there's an angle and all that. So always I watch with a sound mind. I'm not easily inflamed. Uh, I watched it and it was, here's what it is. It just kind of helped you to put language and understanding to something you already are sensing, So if you want to watch it, great. If you don't, don't worry about it. But what I'm going to share with you today is it's a truth. Let me just ask you, you can can tell, can you tell that there is a habit loop in you that is filling your day with looking at your phone more than you would want to? And why do, why do we do that? So in in that documentary, it it just helps you kind of see what's happening, how it's happening, how the designers of these platforms create it so that you will be addicted, so that you will stay there. That's crazy. You hear me talking about, you know, we do sugar fast. We, we talk about addiction to exercise. We talk about anything, any good thing that becomes our God thing is an addiction because not everything is bad, but when, as Paul says, it's mastering us, that's an issue. And they create it specifically so that it will master you so that you will stay. And why is that? Because you will then, um, help advertisers want to be there and fund the thing. You know, in the beginning when Facebook was created and, and all these other social media things, I, I want to believe in my heart that it was a good idea. Hey, we could actually com- connect with someone across the world. Our community was built on it 11 years ago, 10 years ago when Revelation Wanna started. This was in the early innocent days of, wow, this is fun. We can connect but no one could have foreseen where we are today. And now this is how it goes for the sober people of God. We have to be able to reassess things in season and out of season. Where am I at with this now? Is this thing mastering me? So, it was it's eye opening to watch, and you see how it's it's kind of set up so that you will stay and stay longer than you want. Just like Oreo cookies have been tested and tried and changed formulas over and over to get that right flavor that will keep will light up your brain with dopamine and send you back for more, even when you don't really want more. But it just tastes so good. It, it's all it's a brain body thing. You guys. I, everything in life is a brain body thing. It is the mind of Christ that interrupts any brain body habit loop that is destructive. It's the mind of Christ. So I was wrestling with these. I see the social dilemma. I'm like, okay. And it was interesting. I was saying this recently to a friend, Sophia, and I watched it, which she was excited to watch it. Sophia is my 17 year old daughter. And I noticed that when we watched it, not once did either one of us look at our phones. Did we want to look at our phones? Probably, because have you ever noticed, do, don't do you, I'm, I'm calling someone out, I'm reading someone's mail. How hard is it for you to watch a movie from front to back and not check your phone? How hard is it for you to watch a 30 minute something or to just be with your family and not check your phone? We always know where it's at, like right within reach, right? Okay. So I noticed her and I both, like not once did we just, she didn't check her phone and she'll tend to, you know, check in with her friends or we're just in that habit loop. So that was insightful, began to turn my wheels a little bit, seeking the Lord about, okay, what does this look like? Social media isn't bad, God, but it's done some bad things to my body, I, my body, my brain. I have allowed it to do something. So now I know. And you hear me say things to you. The problem with this message is that you've heard this message. So now I've I've got this problem or what I like to call challenge because there are no problems in the kingdom. There's just challenges, obstacles to overcome. What am I going to do with this thing? Well, the next day I received sudden and tragic news that my father had passed. And I'll tell you what, nothing clears the deck like the loss of a loved one. Sudden loss. You just, you know, maybe it's just even sudden bad news. Everything gets put into perspective. Who cares about my phone? Who cares about their phone? Like, I'm just like, who cares? I could have, you could take it all and just throw it into the sea. (laughs) Who cares? Life is relational. We are made for relationship, true and in living color relationship. I feel like the Lord is giving me this revelation right now for all of us, because we're going to come out of this thing, this COVID thing, this mask thing, this, what feels like immense separation, but yet we're very overly connected because we've gone to our phones and technology and we're using it to try and like grasp at connection, but it's not real connection. I would give anything to see my father face to face, face to face. That's what matters. The woman in front of you at the grocery store in line matters. The guy behind the counter taking your Amazon package matters. The person who serves you that cup of coffee matters. Not what's in our stinking phones. It's mastering us. And we're missing it in that documentary it mentions something that I've mentioned to you remember I've told you before that when Adam and Eve sinned, it says in Genesis 3 when they sinned their eyes were opened meaning meaning prior their eyes were closed to the sense they they had they had monovision their eyes were just They they didn't need to even see God. They were with God. They didn't need anything else. Their eyes were closed to the world around them and open to the heart of God. But when they sinned, their hearts, the eyes of their hearts, shut down to God and opens to the rest of the world. And now... We of eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil are constantly informed and informing ourselves about what is good and what is evil, what is good and what is evil, which is another whole part of this social media thing is it's rigged now. It's an algorithm that's sent to give you more of what you want, which is why we sense this divisiveness in our country is because everyone's getting more of what they want, not what they need. We need truth. Truth. We need grace. We need mercy, and we need self control. We we need that sense of wholeheartedness, not just one part of the story. So, we were never created, and that's something that uh, one of the creators of of Facebook and uh, said that the, the human brain was never created to have these many relationships. You go on social media and you scroll and you find out about people that you've never known before, don't really ever know, but you're fascinated by their Pinterest board or the way that they make coffee or the workouts that they have or the, whatever it is, I'm just as, hear me, I'm in this, this soup of crazy too. I get that, but it's not their fault. It's, it's not their responsibility. It's on me. How do I engage with things? What am I here for? what time am I trying to fill? That's really what I'm hoping this series gets back is some time that you are losing, that God has given and ordained you for such a time as this to do the purposes of God that only you can do, to say hello to the people that only you can say hello to because your head is not stuck in your phone because you are in a treacherous habit loop. We got to get out. So that we can literally be about our father's business. Every time we pick up our phone, every time you, you reach for your phone, this is interesting too. Just, um, there are studies now showing we are, we are less intelligent than we once were. We humans are holding and hosting artificial intelligence. Anyone Who remembers their childhood phone number? Go. Say it out loud. 602-265-7229. You can try calling it. I don't know what would happen. Maybe I should bleep that out. Remember when we used to remember phone numbers? Remember when we used to remember directions? It's now digital dementia that's happening to us. It's a word or term Jim Quick uses called digital dementia. We're not remembering anything anymore, so we don't even have... Yeah, I can go find out. Let me Google that real quick. Let me Google that real quick. Let me Google that real quick. But we're not learning to retain information because every time we're headed for that next shot of, let me check my phone. Let me check my phone. We are dumbing down our brains. Every time you reach for your phone, whether it's to check an email or connect with someone or even search something, part of your prefrontal medial cortex goes offline, especially when it comes to just mindless scrolling. You shut down your prefrontal medial cortex. And listen, I notice this now because now that I'm aware, if I'm stressed out, like I'm writing my book right now and I get these moments where I'm just like, oh, I totally want to pick up my phone. Why? Because my phone releases a dopamine hit to me. It releases something. So it takes away the cortisol, the stress, it lowers it by feeding me some dopamine. Instead, we have to learn how to feel. Oh, I'm stressed. Okay. I take a moment and reach for a healthy tool. A healthy tool, a tool that's going to actually build me. And I'm going to talk about some of those in the series, but today we just, we just need to drop the pin on the problem. We are getting stupid. <laughs> we are losing sharpness of mind and sobriety of mind. Come on come on, we got to go first. We got to go first, mothers and fathers, so that we have something to leave our children. And that is our presence. And we are aware, and we have sober sobriety of mind. The other thing, every time we pick up our phone, so, uh, and, and we're interrupted by it, it's something called the switch cost every time you do that, it interrupts your thought, it interrupts your flow. And again, it's often because you're stressed off or something, or you're just doing it because it's a habit. You're not even thinking about it. That every time you do that, it costs 40% of your time. So this is real big for me for uh, Revelation Wellness employees, if you're listening. Um, I'm real big on like, listen, set a schedule of your time. And that's the time you're going to do that thing you're going to do. You're not going to check your phone. You're going to put your phone in the other room because we can get more done in less amount of time if it's focused work. Back to that Cal Newport book, Deep Work. The people of great influence in the generation to come in the future will be those who can sit and hold an attention span and take in information. And, and synthesize it, and look at it from all sides objectively, not just with their point of view, and they aren't irritated and quick to say, this makes me uncomfortable. I need a hit of feel good. <laughs> so here's what we need. We need a reset. Everyone, we, we need a reset. And maybe, maybe you don't, maybe some of you are totally good. Fantastic. Thank you. hallelujah. Stay good. Write some articles, do some, do things, put some stuff out there for people to remind us. We have to be ringing this clarion bell. We got to just hit it, that bell so that everyone's staying. I wish I had my freedom bell right now. I'd ring it. It's over in the other room. That we just remind ourselves oh look i'm I'm falling into this trap again, and Google is making me stupid s t o o p i d google g o o is making us stupid we there's things that we have to try and retain and and by the way, reading books that's showing the difference between reading something on your phone or a tablet it's different. It's not, the information is retained differently by reading on a, on a solid book or a piece of paper. So there, there's not a whole lot of stuff out there, but I do think that's true. Even though I love reading on my iPad because I have my books with me everywhere I go. (sighs) Anyways, that's a side note. I want to wrap this up by saying, we're confessing. And if you are confessing that we need a reset. In Second Chronicles one six, it says, "And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tent of meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offerings." Solomon is about to build the temple. Solomon, uh, his father David has died. He is now inheriting the kingdom and and, going to reign and rule. And I love, it's so beautiful that Solomon, and this is prior to him asking for wisdom. He just knew Before I step into this role, I'm going to have to make a, I'm going to make a sacrifice. He gathered all the leaders of, of his, um, region. He gathered them, he gathered church. He just gathered all the influencers. He's, and he gets them to come together on the Mount. I think it's Horeb. Hold on. Let me make sure. I'm going to look. Um, I'm sorry. It was Gibeon. It was also a place where Moses met with God. It was at Gibeon and they offered sacrifices in the bronze altar. The bronze altar, you can just see it as this kind of big bronze barbecue pit. <laughs> and bronze in the Bible is, uh, it, 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 symbolizes human strength, like our, our aptitude and our ability its it's strong and bronze is strong, but often it's to kind of show this, this human strength. Well, yes, that is a place that we need to sacrifice on that place of human strength. May the sacrifices for God's pleasure be made. I love that that is what Solomon did prior to anything else. He kicks off his, his reign with a big barbecue of a thousand burnt offerings. You guys, you know, burnt offerings back then, that's valuable. That's meat. That's going to feed my family, and my families, and my servants. Like burnt offerings were bloody sacrifices. Bloody. And there are two kinds of sacrifices, by the way. There was unbloody and bloody. Unbloody are things like um, bread and drink offerings. Um, they were incense offerings, which is kind of like, it's costly, but it's not going to really make me uncomfortable. Come on. What we're talking about here is a bloody sacrifice. It is bloody. And you're going to hear me talk about sacrifice a lot. I want to bring back the joy of sacrifice because I can tell you it's worth it. The delight of discipline. When God asks you for something to put it on the altar, when you give that and what feels like a burn, like, I don't know if I can do this. You are abundantly blessed a thousand burnt offerings. I kind of did my own math. I tried to look up some commentaries to see how long would it take to make a thousand burnt offerings. And I couldn't find anything, but what I did the equation like, well, let's see, it takes me 30 minutes to cook chicken. <laughs> I'm like, and these were bulls, so that's going to be maybe like 2 hours, maybe 4, I don't know. But anywhere from 35 days to like 85 days of making offering after offering after offering just to show the Lord. Solomon wanted to show the Lord, my heart is yours. My heart is yours. May the heart of my people be yours. You are God of this city. You are God of this nation. You are God of this home. You are God of this body. Okay. Lesson over for today. We'll talk again next week and we will continue to dismantle some of these things. Um, pry apart a little bit of the habit loop. We are not without hope. Isn't that fun? Hey, would you do me a favor? If you listen to this podcast, leave a review, go over our Revelation Wellness uh, page, but here's the thing. Don't do it. <laughs> we're in, I, I know we're going to put things in order here because I'm not saying social media is bad. Our phones are bad. We've got to come back to mastering it. And here's the thing for some people, maybe social media does need to die for you. Maybe it does no different than someone that drinks and they just can't seem to do it. They fall back into a stew of comparison and feeling uh, depressed and anxious and wasting time. Maybe it's not the best for you. So just keep following us on the podcast. I want you to do what is best for you, and only God can tell you what that is. But I can tell you with confidence He wants to tell you, He loves you, every part of you. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. Oh, the Revelation's community page if you want to be there. But again, I know, I know it's his irony. I'm like here I am talking these things, but shoot, let's use this well. That's what I'm saying. If we can. Get after the Lord together. And you want to do that by yourself and community, great. But just don't get lost in the algorithm of noise and crazy. Because listen, brother and sister, you have a call on your life. Promises to be fulfilled by God's word, according to his word. But we must be found waiting and ready. Let's do that. Okay, talk to you guys next week. Love you much. Peace.